Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Thanks, everyone, for joining us at Rising with Prosperity podcast. And I want to present to everybody John Mansour. John Mansour, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are? Sure. I'm an attorney, a real estate attorney specifically. I've been practicing since 1999, so I have over 20 years of experience in real estate. I handle both litigation stuff and a lot of transactional stuff. I represent brokers, agents, consumers as need be. And um, so I have kind of a vast uh, knowledge of, um, of real estate in general. Yes. And, and I would like to add that I believe that you're one of the best, if not the best, in, you know, real estate attorney out there, which is the oh, reason you, we wanted to invite you and interview you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your learning experience and um, with everything taking place with the situation with COVID-19 and just the changes that, that are happening right now. Okay, so real estate is still uh, essential business now. You know, uh, at first we were unsure about whether it's going to be essential business or not, but uh, as of March 25th, it became essential business, so real estate can be conducted. Uh, there are some parameters to conducting real estate business, and obviously the biggest one is social distancing needs to still be um, part of the process. We don't like to see agents and brokers having. Uh, meetings at these properties. Um, we don't like to see um, multiple people uh, walking through a house together, things like that. Um, we're, at, we're telling brokers and agents is essentially to be conscious and reasonable about what they do. So if you're going to show a house, great. Have your client see it. Maybe have the seller vacate the property while that's happening. Take all necessary precautions um, when you're looking at a house. Um, you know, Sellers should open up all the doors so buyers have less things to touch in a house. Closets should be opened so that way, you know, buyers like to look at closet space. Have all the closets open. Have all the doors to every single bedroom, um, room, bathroom open. The less touching there is inside the house, the better. And obviously, I think masks should be worn when anybody's touring anybody's house. And CAR has certain documents now, the California Association of Realtors, has certain documents now for, um, you know, allow, not allowing, but so much as giving consent to people walking through the house and what that means and, you know, and things like that. So we let the agents and brokers use those as well. You're right. Um, I know that as soon as COVID-19 hit for like about a week or so, they had said that our, that our industry was not essential and obviously, thankfully, the government recognized that it is because there's still people that need to sell or that need to buy. And I feel like uh, we do have to make sure that everybody's taking certain precautions to keep everybody safe. Now, another question I have is what changes are you seeing in reference to legalities taking place in today's real estate? Do you see any changes in reference to that? Well, I think the biggest change could be, um, you know, if the forms are not being being followed correctly. So 
you know, agents and brokers have this have this fear, I would say, or apprehension about some some litigation coming out of these times. You know, an agent laying a, a buyer lock a house and then they get infected uh, with the virus. Obviously, um, disclosures are as important as ever. So disclosure has always been a part of the business. But if somebody's sick within a, inside a house, that needs to be disclosed. If a buyer is not feeling well, that's going to be walking into the house. That needs to be disclosed up front to people. Uh, the, the the car forms themselves, especially the PEAD, the property uh, advisory, where, where essentially this declaration by the parties saying nobody believes they've been afflicted with a virus at this time and they haven't been in contact with anybody who has been in the last 14 days. Those are important documents because those are kind of protections and buffers uh, for 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 the people all around in a transaction, not just the brokers and agents. I agree. Okay. So I know that there was rumors that people were afraid that somebody would get sued because somebody got sick without them knowing. However, Carr has already taken, you know, one step forward and being able to disclose as much as possible because that's all you can really do. Right. right. Exactly. Okay. All right. Now, are there any uh, support or resources available that you know of that people can reach out to, whether they're uh, real estate agents, real estate brokers, or even for the consumer? Um, I mean, the, for consumer protections, there's all kinds of uh, orders and law and, and regulations and ordinances right now that are in place where consumers can get some relief and some and some help. For example, I, I live in the city of Ranch Cucamonga. In the city of Ranch Cucamonga, they have an ordinance, a city ordinance that came into effect um, either earlier this month or, or late last month that says that nobody can get for nobody can get um, evicted yeah. from rent from rental space uh, until you know until the end of May, right? Uh, and not only that, but even if the people if the if the tenants miss rents, um, there could be no late fees in the collection of those rents. Those are not completely waived. But if the landlord wants to uh, collect those rents after the fact, after you know June first, then they can't add any any collection fees or late fees to those pay, to those amounts. And the tenant has up to six months um, after June first to pay back the back rent. So and that applies that applies not only to um, residential but also commercial. So. There's wide spe- sweeping ordinances uh, to that effect, and I, I think I know of one other um, similar one in Upland as well. LA has much more restrictive things as well. I mean, we're talking about um, you know pushing things way out and in much longer periods, up to a year of paying back back rent. So, your consumers certainly have help out there. And the other thing is, is that a lot of the banks have the large banks, I should say, like the five large banks, have agreements with the governor not to process foreclosures until this emergency is kind of um, over, you know. Right now we're hearing, you know, March 15th is kind of a target. We'll, so we'll see. So I think that there's still a lot of uncertainty because even though there, there's help for like the tenants and there's help for the people that are falling behind on their on their mortgage payments, I know with the forbearance, um, it allows them not to make payments for three months or whatever the bank agrees to. However, at the end of that term, they're going to have to come up with that lump sum or negotiate some sort of mod- modification with with the uh, banks, right? No, it's, it's temporary relief. It's temporary. It's a band aid. So they're not going to they're not going to forgive money. Mm-hmm. For, right now, they're not. I haven't heard of that. They're not going to um, you know write it off. What it is is just essentially the either will. 
tack it on to your to your invo- to your statements down the line, or they're going to tack it on to the back end of your loan. Yes. So, I mean, at the end of the day, some people are going to be able to recover. Some, it's still going to cause a, cause a financial bind, right? Unfortunately. For sure, depending on your situation. Um, there's some businesses that are doing well. Yeah. You know? uh, but, you know, if you have a barber shop or if you have, you know, even dentist office, you're thinking, okay, I mean, professionals don't have this kind of issues that, that blue collar workers do. But that's, that's not the case. Who's going to a dentist right now? No one can right now. Right? So it's difficult, you know, and I have friends who are dentists, so it's it's not easy. It's not. You're right. I think that no, there, there, there are certain industries that are thriving in today's market, and there's some that obviously, unfortunately, there's many people that are actually even losing their jobs or having to close down their businesses or feel like they're at risk of having to do so. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. Okay. All right, perfect. And now another question is, what are some specific ways that you have helped organizations stay aligned after failing in something? So if they've made a mistake and they know that they've made a mistake, how have, how have you been able to help somebody to at least help alleviate a little bit? Uh, you mean like for my broker clients? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, mistakes happen. We're all humans. I make mistakes every day. You know, brokers make mistakes. So what we do, uh, it, once we are aware of what's, what's happening, it depends on the circumstances. Most of the time, if it can be remedied, we remedy it right away. So if it can be, it can be done away with and, 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 and covered up, not covered up so much as just, just resolved. We yeah. do it right. We do it right away. Cause it's important to catch those things early and not let them linger. If it's something that's already occurred, for example, a, a mistake occurred, but then a transaction's already closed. You can't really go back and do anything. We try to document the file as well as we can. And those documentation efforts obviously have the Department of Real Estate in mind uh, when we do that because Department of Real Estate can audit files as they wish. Um, so those are the kind of things, those are kind of the risk mitigation things we engage in uh, with brokers and agents. Okay, perfect. And, and you know what? Um, is there books that you would recommend for the real estate or brokers to read? Well, uh, I recommend that um, all brokers and agents, first and foremost, read the entire contract. How's that? <laughs> right. Read the entire contract and read the disclosures, like the TDS and the SPQ. <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, disclosures that are really important, right? Believe you? it, believe it or not, I think you know a vast majority of, ag- of brokers, not yourself excluded, obviously, but the vast majority of agents and brokers haven't read the co- entire contract. I mean, it's 12, it's 12 pages long with all these, without disclosures, it's 12 pages long. Yes. And very fine print, uh, subsections upon subsections. So it could be a tedious prospect to do, but a, a lot of people have not, in your industry, have not read it. And even fewer than that, even if they've read it, they don't understand it. Which is kind of scary, right? Because then how can you protect, how can you represent the consumer if you don't know what they're signing? That's how the point. You- That's the point, right? How can you how can you exercise your client's rights if you don't know what the rights are? Yes, so I, I get those questions a lot. You know, something like, "Well, here's what I did. Uh, what do you think?" And I say, "Well, you could have done instead of just doing that, you could have done X, Y, and Z instead, which would have been much better for your client based on the circumstances." One of the things I stress with with you know when I when I um, when I give the talks to agents and brokers and when I do the do the risk management stuff with them is. Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Um, you guys, you know, brokers and agents are in a position 
to be the captain of the transaction. So you have to, you know, so like a captain does, uh, you have to fill out the waves, right? You have to fill out the ocean. So it, you can't just go full speed ahead no matter what. So you have to take some time sometimes and, and figure out, okay, what's the best course of action to go forward based on the circumstances? It may not be 100% uh, accurate, but you have to weigh the probabilities of things going, going, going wrong, right? Um, I can give you an example if you have time. Yes, I okay. do. So... For example, uh, let's, let's, let's bring it to the, to, the, to the current, right? The California Association of Realtors have put out what's called a CVA, a coronavirus addendum, right? Mm-hmm. That addendum is to be used if there's potential coronavirus issues that are going to take place in a transaction. So um, if you don't understand that addendum, you're, you're at, a, at a major disadvantage. Why? Because your client comes to you and says, listen, I'm perfectly fine right now. My income is perfectly steady. I'd like to make this offer on this particular house. I really like it. But I don't know what's going to happen in 60 days because my company's talking about restructuring or, or cutbacks or whatever. So is there anything I could do? If you're an agent who doesn't understand what the coronavirus addendum is, you may say to your client, well, I don't know what you could do. We can just try to get your money back later, you know. But if you know what the coronavirus addendum is and what, what, the, what it means to the transaction, you may suggest to your client, well, let's submit this coronavirus addendum. If the seller signs it, then we may have some additional um, leeway or leverage to get your money back out of the, depo- the deposit back out if, if necessary. Right. Those are the kind of things that you have to feel out, but those come from talking to your clients and knowing what their goals are and what their concerns are. Yes, I agree. Thank you for sharing that example. I think it's, it's exactly why we always need to sit down and have great communication with the clients so that we understand their situation because sometimes the reality is that the consumer, the client doesn't always know what to ask. They know how they feel. They know that something might be coming up, but they don't always know what to ask. It is our job and our responsibility to have the knowledge so that we can put in the clauses, the addendums that are necessary to protect them, right? right exactly right. All they can tell you is a story and you have to pick out from the story and see how you can help them with, with the process of the real estate um, transaction. Yes, yes. So if there was one message that you would like to leave with the audience, what would that message be? Well, the message would be we're going to get through it. Yes, we will. (laughs) Right? We will survive. We will thrive. We will be okay. We came through 2008 and now it's a distant memory for for the most part. So this is just something else we have to get through. That's all. And we will. Everybody will. Yes, I believe we will. I truly do. Okay. Now, if anybody wants to contact you, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? Sure. The phone number is 909-941-1611. That's the office. And my email is john, J-O-H-N, at mansour, M-A-N-S-O-U-R, lawgroup.com. Okay. And thank you so much, John. I know that you have a wealth of information um, and when it comes to real estate law and just like even strategies. I really like the fact that I can always reach out to you and say, hey, this is what's going on. What do you suggest? Or I received this document and this is... I need clarity, and you've always been able to shine some light on it. So thank Uh, you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Okay, well, you stay safe, stay blessed, take care, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye.